0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here.
1: Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season premiere of season four, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Tiffany and Kevin try to find a girlfriend. Chance tries to move Bobby into the garage. Lindsay gets released and Deontay plans on visiting. Sean tells his family Sarah is five months pregnant. Brittany and Marcelino fight over who has to take care of the kids. And Chaz shows off rocker Chaz to Branwyn. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day M-K. Teachable moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy.
0: Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you?
1: Uh, Things are going pretty well. Welcome back. We're I know. Doing love after lockup, or I guess, well, I mean, life after lockup, but same, yeah. same.
0: I don't know. They always, the episode numbering for this is the most confusing thing I've seen for any episode numbering of any show. I'm like, this is season. Four? episode like A
1: but yeah, like season 4A or 4B yeah, like, yeah or like sometimes
0: it was like season like we kept calling them different seasons but it was season 3 episode 87 I'm like what is going on with these episode numberings so
1: I know and I think just even the streaming part so I subscribed to All Black so that way I could stream this and then I couldn't find the stupid episode on their uh, whatever system yeah
0: and, and mine didn't pick up like DVR didn't pick it up like I went to look at it and it was only on basically streaming from WeTV where you have yes. to log in to your um, cable and, right. and do it. But I definitely had to watch a streaming version because I watch commercials and I don't usually I do that. I too.
1: I know. Yeah, same. But who knows? I might have to end up doing that given my current cable situation right now. So, uh, I don't know. I wonder what other options are out there for, but we can figure that another time. All right. So, let's go ahead and get started with our first couple – they started off with the the uh, this episode, Lindsay, and I guess we find out eventually Deontay. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay, who we remember was with Scott originally, is out of prison again because, if you also recall, she got arrested again after uh, their season ended. And her friend Blaine has come to pick her up. She's feeling a little self-conscious because she's gained some weight. She immediately calls her daughter, Miley Grace, and leaves her a message. Lindsay says that her mom is sick of her shenanigans, so she asks Blaine if she can stay at his place because it sounds like she's not welcome to stay at her mom's house with her uh, her mom and Miley Grace. Mm. She recaps how things ended with Scott remember the last episode she trashed his office and he had her arrested for felonious mischief damage as she pronounces it uh lindsey tells blaine about her new boyfriend deontay who if you recall was on this uh you know whatever episode no what am i thinking of The show with uh, nicole and she calls him to tell him that she's out her release is a surprise for both of them really but extra surprise for deontay He says the biggest difference between uh, Nicole and Lindsay is that he didn't have to pursue Lindsay like he did with Nicole. Deontay says that Lindsay makes him feel wanted, and it appears that she doesn't care about money. Lindsay is attracted to Deontay's sense of humor and sex appeal. She believes that they will have great chemistry and has invited him to see her in Mississippi immediately. She has such a good feeling about this that she tells Blaine that she thinks they're going to get married. During the commercial break, we get Deontay imitating Lindsay, yelling at Scott, and he says he loves the way she talks. Lindsay is really focused on getting a job, so she's hoping to get one in the next 12 hours, so that way she'll have some good news for Deontay when he gets there. Uh, They uh, head towards a restaurant, and they're in the parking lot when Lindsay gets a call from someone from her old crowd that is telling her that her other friend got arrested. She feels an obligation to help. So she has some cash that Blaine was holding, and now she wants to go pay the bond before they close at 5 p.m. But the problem is, is that Lindsay isn't able to bond anyone because she has pending charges. So both Lindsay and Blaine are frantically calling friends to see if anyone is free by 5 p.m. So that way they can bail the person out of jail. They can't find anyone. And then Lindsay just says, oh, we'll figure it out. Just drive me to the jail and demands that Blaine drive her to the jail. And they abandon their attempts at getting her a job. All right. So what do you think was the best decision for her in this parking lot? Go to uh, bail her friend out of jail or to uh, try get a job, even though that might have been unreasonable given the time constraint she was giving herself?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I see I don't understand the part I don't understand is why she personally felt responsible that she had to be the one to figure out how to get this guy bailed.
1: Yeah. I Right. Somebody called her. her. She should
0: have been like, okay, I have some money. If you want to come get it and bail him out, go ahead. Yeah. I'm here's where I am. Like, that's the end. The end of the story. It sounded Like,
1: like a lot of the friends that they were calling were just not physically nearby. Yes. Because some of them were saying like, oh, you know, I'm out of town or I'm at work. I don't get off until 6. I don't get off until 6.30. That's what it kind of sounded like when they were doing their little montage of phoning friends.
0: Right, right. And it's like – I don't know. It just – it sounds like I, I guess you'll be in jail tonight. Like
1: – Yeah, that's the other thing like, that <laughs> I kind of agree we'll with. we get you tomorrow. Like, yeah, big deal, you know. But I mean – I think she's thinking about it from the perspective, especially because she's been there, like she would want to be bailed out, right? And I think people who have had that experience and, you know, like I don't ever want to have that situation happen to any of my friends, you know, I think that's why she's trying. But it's like. I would do everything I can, but there's some things you can't do. So you're just going to blow up your own life in the process.
0: Right. And that's – but that's the cycle, right? That's mm-hmm. the cycle. And she says – and just it, – it, it, she sees the cycle as something that happens to her, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was right here in this job and now I have to do all this stuff. Whereas we both as – from very different perspectives were like, you didn't have to do any of that. Right. You could have went into that job interview. Yeah. Like you could have been like, that sucks. Sucks getting arrested. Later. Yeah. But my suspicion is that she had something to do with what he was arrested for. And I that's wondered a why, bit. And that's why she wants like to um that's why she feels responsibility for getting him out.
1: Right. Yeah, because he could roll on her or something, you know, like right. if he's mad enough.
0: Right, right. And that's why they kept saying her former associate. And I was like <laughs> so her fellow drug dealer is what you mean. Like that's what you mean when you say former associate.
1: Right. Yeah. It was kind of funny, too, how uh, she was, like, spouting off, like, why did he even give the license? You don't have to give a license unless you're driving and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is a no-ID state. She seemed to really know a lot about the rules.
0: You can say that, but, like, I don't know. Have you ever met a cop before? Like, <laughs> like, "Like, I don't have to give you my ID. And they'll be like, give me your ID. like, I don't have to. <laughs> They're like, give me your ID or I'm arresting you right now. Like, that happens. even if right. Even if it's not – Legally, what they're supposed to do just that doesn't mean that's what they did, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, and so yeah, so it's it, it's a lot of that. But I don't know. Whenever she talks, we never get the full story, right? right? And we never get we also get stuff that we know is bullshit. Like, I just thought it was funny the way they introduced us, them talking about each other, her and Deonte, right?
1: Yeah, I and mean, she's like,
0: "Here's the thing: was she doesn't care about money." And I was like, "Are you talking about Lindsay?" <laughs> and she was like, "He oozes sex appeal," and I was like, "You're talking about Deante? We're talking. Yeah. Are you sure we're talking about the right people here?"
1: Okay, but I was gonna say that given their partners, I definitely feel like they both kind of leveled up in the ways that felt deficient. You know, like when you saw Lindsay and Scott, you're kind of like, "Ooh, Scott isn't like that attractive, right?" And he's a lot older.
0: Deante, Deante is. Physically better, more attractive. And
1: more age appropriate, And more age appropriate
0: than Scott, sure. Yes. Sure.
1: And so those two things, you're kind of like, okay, that's like a better fit. And then between Lindsay and uh, Nicole, Nicole was like blatantly like – She didn't even
0: pretend. Yeah. She she couldn't even pretend she was sexually attracted to Deontay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. And so it's like, well, in that respect, it's like better because at least Lindsay was like talking about him like she was into him. I, I know Nicole like at the beginning was talking about, you know, uh, things of like, oh, Dante really cares about me. I like the way he treats me. But I never really felt like she liked him for anything other than what he did for her or made her feel.
0: Right. Right. Anything other than the money. But it just, I just I also thought it was funny how we got that like commercial segment where he was, like, oh, this <laughs> parts where like. And and put it put it on the table. Lindsay's an attractive person, right? Yeah. She's a good looking um, woman, and but he kept talking about the parts of the show when I felt she was at like her least attractive, and it was like right. oh when she no, was
1: nagging at someone and t- sassing someone. Having yeah. like
0: that little like attitude, shaky head fa- like face, I was, like the bratty like head shake, and I was like, wait, that that's the part you liked? Oh, gosh, you. I know that's the part where I was like. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I would not deal. I would not stay for this.
1: Well, at the t- same time, it explains a lot.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. If that's what he's into, then that's what mm-hmm. you're going to get. And that's what you're yeah. going to find. Oh. All right. So let's go to, let's go to Taylor and Chance. So when we last left off with Taylor and Chance, they were getting engaged. And we pick up apparently the very next day. So Taylor is nervous about her sister, twin, roommate, best friend, Bobby is going to take the news because things have been pretty rocky between her and chance. So I guess now was the right time to tell her. So Taylor just gets up from the table and goes to Bobby's room to tell her the news. So Taylor gives the whole story and how romantic it was and how much she loved what he did. And Bobby's just like, not for (laughs) me. That sounds terrible. I don't like this. And then doesn't really say anything. So by, they talk about the last time that Taylor was, enge- Taylor was engaged, which was to her baby daddy, Jake, which ended in tragedy because he died in a car accident. And she's kind of worried that, you know, this might be a curse. But, you know, she's ready for her second chance. You see what they did there with the pun? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So Bobby is still concerned about his temper um, and brings up possibly if he chose me as a temper, I'll object to the wedding. Just kind of they always bring up that I might object yeah. to the wedding.
1: Okay, so, good
0: for you. <laughs> good for you. So soon, Chance thinks that it's you know been long enough. So he comes in to add himself to the conversation. So Bobby tells him that she you know hopes that they're both really sure about this wedding. And then Chance brings up you know kind of his up uh, something he has planned. He wants to convert the garage of the house into a room for her, so that way she can have more room, and the girls you know can get they can not be all up in each other because right now they have three girls in one bedroom. Is yeah. that right?
1: Yeah. I think even in the same bed.
0: Yeah. So he's going to use her bedroom as a second bedroom for the girls and figure that out. But Bobby thinks this is just Chance trying to push her out of the house. Like first you're in the house, then you're in the garage, then you're on the curb. Mm -hmm. Um, And he wants to prove to her, that no, this is something he means. He's actually good at this stuff and it's a favor, not an insult. But, you know, she doesn't really believe it yet. She's not convinced and thinks that this is just him trying to kick her out. I mean, so I guess what perspective are you on? Are you on Chance is doing something nice or that she's on the the house to to curb pipeline?
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, I absolutely understand what Bobby's concerns are about this, but I really appreciated that Chance was kind of like, okay, that's fine. Be skeptical. Like, I'll build it and you'll see that you're going to like it and it'll be okay, and that you'll want to live there. And if not, you know, we'll just figure it out. So, I mean, like he's not saying she has to live there and I I like that approach. Now, who's to say that he's going to follow through with that and not be like, no, you have to live in the garage. Uh But it's like to me, it's like, well, if it's so great, like let the older one live in the garage, right?
0: Right, right. Why not? Yeah, why not one of the girls? Like if Bobby doesn't want to live there, okay, then fine. The older girl will live there.
1: Right. i just so, still going mean, to make it a bedroom. Pr- yeah. Right. She'll probably appreciate, like, the space. So.
0: And I think he was almost there. And he was like, and if you don't like it, then – and I think he was about to say she could move in. He was like, we'll move in. Ha ha. Like, not really. It's like – Yeah. Guy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, as of now, I'm not suspicious – but we'll see how good of a job he does of actually putting up. Yeah, yeah. this I'm, garage.
0: It, yeah, it, it's. Are we going to be surprised? Or is it going to be like he rolls out a IKEA IKEA carpet remnant and <laughs> puts a bed oh in gosh. it? It's Like there we go.
1: Well, there's a room. You know. Uh, visions of uh, Ron and what oh, was... Oh, yeah,
0: from 90 Day. So yeah, how he hats. made
1: up the... and just like painted the floor and there was like stuff stuck to it. And, oh, oh,
0: he didn't let the paint dry before he put anything down. He just put up like two by fours and nailed drywall to it. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> so, sure. yeah. So, hopefully he does a better job of Ron and, Ron and Tiffany. So...
0: Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, it just... I hope there's... Something to the story that it's more than, you know, Bobby is upset about his temper. She might object to the wedding. Like oh, I need, gosh. we need, we need more than that, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of these I kind of feel like are extensions of the storyline that they had before.
0: Oh yeah, literally, it's the next day. Like, and, right. and so we just pick up exactly where we left off. Like yeah. some of these are like, oh, well, six months later, here's what's going on. Let's give you an update. This one's just like, no, it's literally we're just continuing the story.
1: Yeah, so another couple that was probably pretty soon after is Tiffany and Kevin. So Tiffany says her relationship with Kevin is going well. She has a job as a server at a Mexican restaurant, so she's making good money. Kevin and Tiffany go out to a bar to shop for a girlfriend. Tiffany says they need to establish some rules about adding another person to their uh, partnership. So including them on their threesome. She calls him a player and knows about Kayla. And Kevin points out that she's no angel and then reminds her of the whole Curtis situation. They decide that they will write down the rules on a napkin. So Kevin immediately establishes two rules. Number one, must be fine. Number two, can't be broke. Tiffany wants to avoid searching online because she's convinced that's where all the crazies are. But later that night, they end up setting uh, up a profile online. So Tiffany feels like Kevin is committed to her, but she's 25% unsure that Kevin might have someone in his back pocket. They go through Tinder as Tiffany rejects pretty much almost everyone that they come across, and then they kind of both question each other's motives for involving a girlfriend in the first place, but not to each other, just in the interviews. After a wild night of sex, Kevin gets a text and says it's probably his grandma, they both Kind of grab for his phone to see who it really is. Tiffany knows Kevin is really just downplaying the situation. Tiffany sees that it's Kayla and then kind of gets annoyed. Kayla saw their Tinder profile and she is threatening Tiffany over text message. And she's pissed that Kevin lied to her about being with someone else. Later, Kayla calls Kevin uh, as he's in his car and he picks up. Kevin plays dumb and he just denies everything. He denies that he's seeing Tiffany. He denies that it was his picture and her picture on Tinder. (laughs) Just denies all of it.
0: Now that's gaslighting. I'll give you that. Oh my gosh, he's (laughs) the worst.
1: So Kayla knows he's lying, but Kevin isn't going to start telling the truth now and Kayla just hangs up. Meanwhile, Tiffany is back at home snooping in the dresser and she comes across another woman's underwear. So, no,
0: at least what she assumes is another woman's underwear. Gosh, Could be his who underwear. Knows. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It seemed a little tiny. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. So, uh why does Kevin even insist on lying to Kayla when it's freaking obvious that he's lying?
0: I don't. Because and the thing is is he was lying to everybody, right? Because if he talks yeah. to if you talk to you know Tiffany about it, I'm done with that girl. She didn't want nothing. There's no, nothing to going on. Sometimes she she messages me because she's a crazy bitch. But yeah. you know, that's it. This is me being Kevin, of course. I would never call yes. anyone a crazy bitch. <laughs> um but he wants to have her as an option. So I can't like tell her I'm seeing somebody else because that takes right. away her as an option. Yeah. Like that's why he's lying to her.
1: He's so terrible. And it's like
0: really bad.
1: He is very bad. And I mean, I don't necessarily feel sorry for any of these women because I think they know, right? They have
0: to know. They have to know. I was I was literally thinking when we were starting this. I was like, you know who I do not feel sorry for is any woman that ends up as the third in this relationship because the signs are there. Like you know exactly what you're getting into, right? His number one rule of how are we going to navigate a polyamorous relationship is no fatties. Like, we're, <laughs> in, we're in trouble, right?
1: <laughs> right. I did think it was actually pretty smart that he's like, oh, yeah, can't be broke. I don't want to support them. It's like, oh, that's, you're doing one better than a lot of these partners on this yes. show. Well, right? I mean,
0: he's already supporting one. He's not going to support two. I like, know, that's, right? That's what he was like. But it's like, but you know, most of the time, the rules are going to be things like, Oh, like this third person. Do we have to be together when we're intimate with them or can we be intimate with them separately? Like those are the kind of rules you set up, right? Things like that. Not like who are we allowed to pick? And then he goes, what about this lady right here? (laughs) I was like, what? She
1: seems your type. He's like, oh, well, she's with someone. That's okay. We can break them up. It's like, oh, my gosh. You know what's crazy to me is we remember he actually has a teenage son living with him. Oh, my God. So it's like, well – are you suggesting that this threesome go down with your son in the house? Like, do you even really care that you're, like, shacked up with this other, like, you know, woman, like, with yeah. your teenage son there? I don't know. I know that some people have differing values and they're much more permissive and, you know, mu- much more upfront. In yeah, I don't their know kids. if the son
0: lives with him or if it's, like, 50-50. But whatever it is, hmm. it's going to be awkward to have dad's two girlfriends be yeah. in the
1: house. Right. <laughs> So I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's just like, I don't yeah. It, it, I, the other thing was I thought that Tiffany was very funny with her left swiping on everything. Yeah. and I was like, Tiffany, I think you're gonna find the difficulty between being a single young woman with big boobs, like on Tinder versus being a couple that's trying to find a third is a right. very increased difficulty. Yeah, even
1: though it was very clear they were on Tinder, I kinda wondered if you know, I haven't been on Tinder in a while, if there was like an option for on Tinder for uh finding a third. I feel like there were I mean,
0: something there was, like that. I don't think there ever was, and I think that you know, in certain instances. Oh, well, I mean,
1: I would come across. Yes, I know what you're talking them. about.
0: Yeah, you, you come across them, right?
1: Right, but I feel like they maybe have a mode on finding a third, or at least there's other apps. There's other
0: apps. There are definitely yeah. other apps that are specifically for that kind of thing. Um, but then they, you end up with, like, I think you, the tricky part when you're when when you're looking for that kind of thing is you end up with a lot of bots. Mm. Sure. You end up with a lot of bots. Because that was the same way. Like, you can you can spoof the Tinder one because I came across plenty of men's profiles that would be like, I'll change your mind. And I'm like, no, you won't like to. <laughs> <no."> <laughs> oh, goodness. Like, people just go in. They want that extra level of difficulty going on. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of extra level of difficulty, um, now let's go to Brittany and Marcelino first because they were – I don't know, not as explosive and, you know, they're not as fun to go as, the, as the, my other couple. So we're back with Brittany and Marcelino because they're back every season and each of them are talking about getting to their respective jobs, Brittany as a real estate agent and Marcelino playing poker. So it's been four years since she's been out of prison and she's showing some clients now a $3 million home. So when we last left them, they are having they were you know having a threesome with a friend of hers and she says that since then, he's been distant and the spark has kind of gone out of their marriage. So Marcelino doesn't pinpoint that as the cause of their troubles, but more about his new role as a stay-at-home dad and he feels like he's not getting the appreciation and the support that he needs. So we see – then we see him getting messages on his phone from a blurred out person that he's like typing back to them. I was just checking in on you and I – to build drama. He's Mm -hmm. like – I don't know. I, I think it's definitely something probably innocuous. But soon we're back with Brittany showing the house. And, of course, a $3 million house, like, outside of Vegas is a lot of house. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> we get a montage that's kind of between Brittany touring this luxury house and Marcelino dealing with all the screaming kids in <laughs> their house. And then that's before he gets in the car for the transfer of kids. So, of course, she's not ready. He just, like, pulls up to this mansion um, and is like, are you ready? I'm outside. And then – you know, she still has the clients there. She's gonna come out and talk to him but like, hey, I'm still the clients. And he's like, Oh, hi, I'm noping out, and gets in their other car and just drives away. So, um so now she's stuck out here with a truck full of screaming children, and then the you know, the buy, potential buyers come out and she's like, I'm sorry, it's an emergency, and you know, they don't seem too upset about it, but she has like this mentor realtor with her that's with her, and he's just like, Yeah, dude, that's not gonna work if we keep doing that. Um, So then we're kind of stuck with this. So, I mean, I feel like it was a pretty big jackass move of the – of Marcelino here. But like, I mean, he did come at the – we're assuming he came at the time he said he would come. So, I mean, who's – is it fully his fault or are we giving it 50-50? What what do you think?
1: No, I just think he's being an asshole. I mean, he was definitely edited that way in this entire episode. Like even his shady texting with someone – that definitely made it seem like there's someone he's communicating with. Oh,
0: yeah. And they edited like a, a interview of him being like, well, you know, I got to do what I got to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that. And then even the um, clip of him at the very end where he drove off and he pulls up to a house. And it's not like I've seen their house enough to know that it's their house. But it it was almost like, oh, he's going to see someone else because he's clearly not at the casino. Like that's what he said he was going to do.
0: Right. But we had, we, remember we had that fake out, the like, literal same fake out of him yes. before when he was right. going to like somebody who was like teaching him how to how to gamble better, how to play right. cards better. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I think that was how they were editing is that this is much more believable this time because sure. the person who messaged him had been like, what are you doing? Heart emoji. I don't uh-huh. think your teacher is going to be doing that right. Well, I would hope not.
0: Yeah, hope at least not without the heart emoji part. But the, what are you doing? Yeah. You're supposed to be here already. You're late. Where's going on? Where's going right. on? <laughs> but that's the thing too is we we missing out. Was he waiting out front of there? Like was she – you know, oh, I'll be I'll be able to do the transfer at three and he's out there at like four forty five being like the hell. Like yeah. let's go. Or or was it like he rolled up at exactly two fifty eight and she walked out of the house at three o'clock and she was late. Like, he was just like later. Right. Nopesies.
1: Yeah, yeah it just I don't know. It just – it didn't seem very respectful. And like it just seems like they're just unhappy in their relationship right now. Or at least he is. I mean, Brittany even said it doesn't seem like he's putting the same kind of effort. And I I definitely felt that vibe based on how this was edited. Is just – it seemed like Marcelino has lost interest. He's frustrated with this situation of having to take care of the kids all the time. Yeah. He's like mentally checked out.
0: Right, right. But that – Definitely seems – has to more to do with what he thought, the mental exhaustion of having to take care of the kids all the time. Right. Rather than what she thought was like, well, we had a threesome and then that was it. Like, right. Like, we're done yeah. now. Which is – what? I, and to be fair, that's literally why he didn't want to do it when they had that season. Yeah. like, And so I could see why she'd get there. But it was just like, I don't know. it Yeah. They're, they're, Trying to make it. They got to have something for them because, like I said, they've been on this show so many times. Oh, I know,
1: right? Yeah. With, like, random storylines, too. Like uh, their halfway house investment.
0: Or when they went with mom to Alaska. Like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, uh, let's move on to Sarah and Sean, who are getting married in a week. Sarah is five months preg- pregnant, so she will need another fitting for her wedding dress since she has a bit of a belly now. They practice uh, a first dance at the venue, and Sean reflects back on his engagement to Destiny, and he's thankful that things worked out the way that they did. One of Sean's kids will be at the wedding, but the rest will not be there. Sarah questions why they can't come, and Sean says it's because of school, and Sarah kind of wonders if Kelly, Sean's very, very involved ex, is a part of that. uh, While they're talking with the event planner, Sean's phone is just blowing up and Sarah demands to know who it is. Sean doesn't pick up and Sarah is putting her foot down because she knows it's Kelly and she says that it's just too much. And she demands that he talk with Kelly less and to tell her, you know, over the phone that he can't be she can't be calling all the time. Sarah is clearly irritated, and although Sean claims that Kelly only calls about the kids, Sarah just isn't buying it. Later, Sarah and Sean are driving to meet up with Sean's sister and his son, Brandon. Sarah is feeling a bit nervous, and Sean assures her that they will love her. Sean has conveniently not told anyone in his family that Sarah (laughs) Sarah is pregnant, Man, they did, like,
0: a record scratch for that and everything. I was like, (laughs) Because it's
1: just like, what is wrong with you? They're going to find out at the wedding. What is wrong with you? So – and he claims he never didn't tell them because it's just never come up. Because apparently so his family member has to constantly be asking, do you have – is your partner pregnant at the moment? Anyway, so Sean says he used to be close to his son Brandon, but – You know, as he got older, they lost touch, and he hopes that with him being in town for this wedding, that they can reconnect. Tina, Sean's sister, notes that, oh gosh, (laughs) you're really pregnant. Which she isn't (laughs) surprised that they didn't know, because that's just typical Sean. They all sit in awkward silence, and even Sarah points out how awkward it is. Tina says that she never thought Sean would ever get married, and Sean says that, you know, when you meet the one, you just know... Brandon thinks Sarah's pretty cool, but he doesn't want his mom to know he thinks that because he says even his mom, Kelly, is dramatic. They're planning on having a gender reveal of the baby at the wedding, and Tina asks if that's why they're getting married. Later, Brandon and Sean go to try on suits while Sarah goes to dress fitting with her mom. Her mom admits that she's not a huge fan of Sean, but what can they do now? Brandon calls the wedding a shotgun wedding, which Sean doesn't really super appreciate. And then Sean gives us an update that Destiny tried to run uh, and ended up going back to prison for 16 months. And who knows, she might even be out now. He has no idea. As he's ready to leave, uh, Sean gets a call from Destiny Destiny's trying to shake him down, asking asking, and demanding for money, and then makes a wild claim that she's pregnant. But it's kind of uncertain if Sean even heard. And then we actually see footage of Destiny, who's making this call, and she doesn't look very pregnant.
0: <laughs> I mean, even if she is, the math doesn't work. If, yes. If Sarah is five months pregnant. Right. And – like at some point, like when before they got, well, when the last time we saw them, when she, before she announced she was pregnant, right, he was like, um, Oh, have I, I started, stopped talking to her six months ago. So now we're up to 11 months, right? Right. <laughs> well, okay.
1: But Sean could have been lying because Sean is kind of because a Sean terrible lies liar. about everything all so, the time.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. But
1: the most I, I would say uh, she could be is six months pregnant. So if, uh, you know, uh, Sarah's five months. Let's assume that they got pregnant pretty quickly since he moved to Ohio. So I'll give them the kind of the benefit of doubt there. So, I mean, that means Destiny's got to be six months pregnant if she's really pregnant with Sean's child and not just pregnant. Pregnant just in, in general.
0: general. She could yeah. be pregnant just in general. And I don't know. Maybe she's banking on Sean being too dumb to be able to count backwards because I, 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 wouldn't, I don't know that he can do that. I'm not sure.
1: I'm not confident either. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's just a shakedown of some kind. So we'll kind of see. But actually, Sarah's pretty tiny for being five months. And I think that's very interesting because uh, you know she's not a first-time mom. And it tends to be like, at least with my friends, uh, when they had their second, they pop a lot faster. So you can tell that they're oh, sure, sure, sure. pregnant and she's a she's so, earlier. And she's so tiny. She's so tiny. But I think that wedding dress uh, did a really good job because it was like ruched in the front and so it did a very good job of hiding like you could kind of tell from the side that she was a little larger maybe wouldn't think necessarily that she was pregnant um but yeah it did a pretty good job of hiding things i mean
0: and i think it looks a little bit i think there's some tv magic going on there because you know sean's sister looked at her and was like that lady's pregnant like oh
1: i could tell she was pregnant when she was wearing her little shorts and like Mm. uh you know her shirt was a little bit fitted and yeah she looked pregnant I mean. I guess because the rest of her is really small. So usually it's, you know, you look a little different like when you're round like that. Yeah. Like pregnant yeah. round instead of being like, you know, just a little chubby or something. But Right,
0: right, right. If you don't have yeah. a lot of body fat, it tends, to, it tends to be a little more visible. Yeah. I don't know. It's just we're back to, you know, our favorite. He's just so dumb. I, I can <laughs> never really get how it I, you know, always comes back, and I was like, I know Sean is dumb. Like, I know this. It's not a yeah. thing I don't know. But every time he comes on the show, I was like, oh my God, he's so dumb.
1: Well, his decisions for like lying to people, withholding information, it's like he's 47. You would think he would have figured it out by now. There's certain things you can't hide, like children.
0: And I mean he's been doing it so long that his sister was just like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. He would never he wouldn't tell us. We were going to find all out right. this way." Like But they're like all going to find cuz like you the probably wedding. find out that way six other times.
1: Oh my gosh. And it's so ridiculous too because it's like not only are you going to say something at the wedding Or they're going to – people are going to like maybe figure it out just by looking at her or at least question. Be like, is she pregnant? I really can't tell. But you're having a gender reveal at the wedding. So it's like obviously people – it's like going to be a formal announcement that she is pregnant and what the sex of this baby is. Why are you hiding it? I
0: think the only people at the wedding that don't know she's pregnant were the people that that they told by, you know, shoving the pregnant belly at them. Like oh everybody God. else already knows, because so, she was like, "You didn't tell them yet." Like, what yeah, the hell? That's true. I just don't think he talks to them that much, right? I think he kind of got the invite and they goes like, "Like we talked about Brandon." He's like, "Yeah, I really don't keep in touch with him much anymore." Yeah, right? which Honestly, isn't surprising because it makes sense that once you're like getting that old, you're like, "Oh, my dad is a lying asshole." Okay, I'm right. not going to keep in touch with him anymore.
1: Yeah, well, okay, that to me should be a huge red flag for Sarah. Yes. You know, it's like, as much as Kelly is blowing up his phone and talking to him about the kids, supposedly, all this time, it's like, he does not seem to have a relationship with any of his children. And it's like, as the future mother of his child, like, wouldn't you be concerned? Like, oh, he's just really not a good dad. And to me, as someone who doesn't really want to have kids, it's like, to me... If you're a bad dad, that almost makes you a bad person because right. it's like, you know, it's like it just – it says that you don't have empathy or the ability to like love, you know? And it's just Well, yeah, like, no,
0: no. I hear you because it's like if you can't like get behind and, and really show love and show affection and be close to the person that is like supposed to like biologically trigger that in you, mm-hmm. then what are you going to do for a partner?
1: Yeah. Like, like – Right.
0: So, I I, yeah. I, I kind of get where that, that is, but it's like – I mean – and then like I just thought Brandon was hilarious because he had this line of, what do you think about everything? And he was like, you guys are adults and you can do what you want. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Literally for like everything they asked about, he was like, you are adults and you can make your own choices.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I feel bad for him because I think he even knows his mom's dramatic.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, He does. He does because – I mean he, he's – I mean he's 22, so he's not there anymore. Um, right. But right. I mean it. it she is being dramatic and mm-hmm. it is one thing and there definitely are kids that they have where it would make more sense if there's something wrong with the kids that the kids would be the ones to call and tell him, right, instead of, of her blowing up the phone. Because – I mean I, – as someone who and but my kids are younger, right? I I my kids are, you know, in their preteen, early teen years. And I have the you know, co-parenting, I talk to my ex, but definitely not every day.
1: And I feel right? like a lot of and that is like, like logistic is, stuff. I, so it's like even though you're talking to your ex, wouldn't you probably say that a lot of your communication is over text anyway?
0: Yes. Yeah. Most yeah, and Kelly's of, like
1: calling him all the time. Well,
0: anybody calling me is weird. I don't call to anybody on the phone. That's just weird. I don't know who calls anybody. That's gets crazy to me. But like – and because a call to me and that's what – and I think that's kind of where Sarah was coming from. Just like you're not going to answer that because to me – and Kelly probably does this all the time. So Sean might know better. Yeah. Like to me, it's like a, – a it was like a call is like I texted you but this is something that needs to get dealt with right away so I'm calling you too.
1: Right. Like this is an emergency situation. Yes.
0: Right. It's like this isn't something that can wait until you to, – to get text. But I talk in person too right. because there's – I because I actually see my kids and mm-hmm. pick them up and, you know, am still <laughs> on good terms with this person that you have conversations with like a normal human being. Right. But it's like this is not a normal human being – situation if literally everybody he's seen afterwards like yes you can have a jealous ex-girlfriend that's like i don't like that any. I, I don't like that anybody talks you need to be on a group text message with your ex and me so i can see everything you see oh
1: gosh that's
0: too much right especially yeah. if, if you're literally t- texting about you know logistic stuff and you know your kids all the time not even all the time but when you do and there's a difference between that and like dude two people in a row being like this is not normal dude this right. is over the top. All right. So speaking of kind of over the top the other way, that leaves us with Branwyn and Chaz. Oh, goodness. So we we start with Branwyn alone because I'm reminded of the situation. Branwyn and Chaz met online or whatever, and they got married just as she got out of jail. And then she kind of broke down at the thought of having sex with him. And then he had to go back to Kentucky. Um, so she's talking all this out with her friend group and they just don't see the point of why she would have to move to Kentucky to be with him once her parole is over. They think that she has a network here and that that network was working for her and she can turn things around if she tries. And they think that she shouldn't have to move to Kentucky for this guy, um, even though he's you know nicer than most of the guys they dated. So then later we go to uh, Chaz and then – Chaz, we start out, he's going to have a big concert and we're reminded a couple things I forgot about Chaz, namely that this is the fifth time he's been married. And, you know, he's trying to make things work out here too. So he's talking to his bandmates before the, before the concert and they don't seem to know what's going on very well either. And he explains that she's stuck in Oregon because of her parole and she's going to move to Kentucky. And they kind of ask who she's staying with, you know, who she's seeing and he mentions that. You know, one of the people that was at the prison when he got picked up was her ex-boyfriend, Aaron. But, you know, he's an intimidating guy and everything, but he doesn't really feel threatened by that. And the lead singer is like, yeah, I think you should be. <laughs> this Aaron guy doesn't sound like he's up to any good. God. And So for the concert, they FaceTime. He kind of sets up a FaceTime so that she can see him at his concert. And it's a small little hall, but they seem to have a lot of fun. And he sets up the con- the phone right behind his ass while he plays all the whole time. I don't know why that's where he chose to put the phone, but <laughs> it was. Um, so they rock out and she think he thinks that, you know, she she finds Rocker Chaz pretty sexy. But after the concert she says, oh you did a great job and then hangs up and we see that the person who was with the who was watching the concert with her in her apartment was the ex-Aaron. Alright, so do you think that Aaron here Is a real threat or are they just trying to build it up?
1: I kind of feel like he is. Like I was actually really surprised that he – that they were hanging out.
0: Right? Because it was like – they made it seem last year when he showed up at the prison. He just like kind of showed up out of nowhere. Right. She wasn't really talking to him, whatever. He just found out she was getting out and he was there. They had their little like, you know, puff chest off thing that didn't, you know, tend to be like, oh, well, I'm the man. And she knows how
1: Chaz feels about it because of that encounter. And so it's like for her to still be hanging out with her ex – Like, there's either one of two things that are happening. One, she just doesn't respect Chaz enough to, like, care, even if she doesn't even care that anything's happening between her and her ex. Or there's something legitimately, like, there with her ex. I kind of feel like it's more one-sided, though. Like, it still kind of just seems like the ex really still wants her. And she's, like, kind of indifferent. But, I mean, out of respect for your husband, because it was pretty clear Chaz was uncomfortable. Like, that guy shouldn't be around.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like if that that dude, if she was like, if she looked at him and was like, hey, wanna do it, would be like, yes. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so he's definitely, I would say he's definitely still into her. And she's just like not opposed to the company. Yeah. Right. But that kind of falls into what they were what they were saying about moving to Kentucky versus staying in whatever in Oregon where she is. Like she's not gonna, she's gonna end up in the same cycles if she stays with the same people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Especially because I don't know what your impressions of it were, but that woman, I forget what her name was, but she was in like the yellow shirt. She was the one talking to her. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was on Coke that whole time.
1: Oh gosh um i'm like, very bad at she was just like at-
0: really talking like this and she was you have to do this and and if you stay you have to do go- the thing and i was like that is that is coke talking like yeah so
1: i'm not very good at identifying <laughs> things like that but what i did notice is that these are all probably her group of stripper friends and not to say probably. that stripper friends are bad but it's like she's trying to you know uh hang with a different crowd Right. And so to me, it's like, well, this is the exact same crowd. And it starts off all innocently enough because there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. That wasn't the issue. The issue is that she just started doing and dealing drugs like because she was unhappy with, you know, having to strip. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, well, this just seems like you're going down the same road because you're hanging out with the same people. Like it'd probably be very easy for her to get back into stripping. And then it's just like, okay, well, then.
0: While I'm stripping the and situation. then what else was she doing? What else was she was yeah. getting arrested for while she was stripping? Right? Yeah. Right. And, it, and especially because like, I don't know, it's really funny that she was like, at some point she described Chaz. She's like, oh, no, he's cute or he's attractive, whatever, but he's not mm. like aggressive. And they were all just like, oh, well, that doesn't even make any sense. Why would right. you not be with an aggressive person? Like, <laughs> what? Like they were all just like, oh yeah, we are attracted to aggressive people. How could you not be attracted to an aggressive person? And I, was I like, just, I just, I don't get that at yeah, all.
1: Yeah, I just, it, it very much. I got the impression she's just not in a chest at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, that that's a, and that's a weird way to put it. And I guess everybody has a type, but I just the the. I feel like most of the women I'm around, if like some dude, just like you know roid it out and like smashed a window or something. They'd be like, I am done with that person forever. Yeah, I hope terrified. I never see them again. i am never see I'm that again. This is, yeah. Whereas I feel like those people would be like, kind of turned on right now. Like, I'm like,
1: what? He's a man who takes charge.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> not, a, not of his feelings, apparently. Like, very emotional <laughs> oh, <right>. dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I just, I feel like, spoiler alert here, we have not heard that these this couple is still together and Correct. that she has been involved in basically falling back into the same things that she's done. And he's trying to file for an annulment. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can kind of see it going down this path. Yeah. We'll see if it all plays out this season that way. But it's like, I wonder if they'll ever even be on camera together this, se- this season.
0: I, I wondered that too. Like, and that's, because one of the reasons you can ask for an annulment is if you haven't had sex with your wife oh, know, that somebody right? else has. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. right.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, do we know if there's any other couples joining us this season? I, you
0: know what? I have no idea. I really didn't look it up, but six sounds like a good number. I think yeah, we usually have six. I want to say that there
1: were more, though. Or, or maybe I'm thinking of um, – you know, Destiny or whatever. Uh, oh, they might bring as her a, as, a, as a couple her, or something. Yeah. I want to say I thought that I had heard Puppy and Amber were going to be on again.
0: Oh. Oh. I, eh, I mean, maybe. I feel like they – I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of just retreads that there have been – Like yeah. There are people that I like and I like Brittany Marcellino fine and just – need a break of them. <laughs> like if we can see them every season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Having to make up some fakeo storyline again. Yeah. Right. Agreed. All right. So out of the group uh we saw this week and we were reintroduced to, uh who would you say is your student of the week?
0: Um, I would give it to um whew, that was tough. I'm looking at this all over again. I mm-hmm. chance, I guess. Um, I do think he actually means it with this room. Um, yes. I think that room needs to get built kind of anyway. Right. Um, and I think he does mean well and is trying to smooth things over and like actually, you know, have something tangible to, to show that.
1: Right. I actually agree. Um, I liked how he handled it and he didn't push. Right? right. He was just like, well, let me just do it and then you'll see and you can decide for yourself. Right. Right. And he was giving her the option and the choice. And I think that was probably the best way to handle someone who very much in her mind is suspicious and stubborn.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. Okay. What about your dunce? So much to choose from this week.
0: There was a lot to choose from. And um, I think I'm going to go with Kevin um, just for really misunderstanding how polyamory is supposed to work. Oh, God. And <laughs> – like being the most superficial person imaginable, while also lying to everyone all the time. Right, right. <laughs> like,
1: so, kind of going along with the lying, uh, my dance was Sean. Sure, you know, it's just like, why are you just not telling your family that your you know future wife is pregnant? They're going to find out at the wedding, and then to be so dumb as to say it just never came up. Yeah, you know, get- it's
0: not a lie. It just didn't come up. Major
1: announcements are not going to just come up, right? Because I feel like even if his uh, family said, oh, what's new and interesting in your life? How are things going with Sarah? I'm sure he never would have said it anyway.
0: What's new with you? Guess what? It came up because that is what's new with you. Right.
1: But it's just like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. to be like, well, it just never came up. You know, it's like he's going to need, oh, are any of your partners – Maybe Sarah specifically is she pregnant?
0: Yeah. Then maybe well, the he would it's say like, yes. Well, I have to. I have to think of exactly the right question to, to ask in order right. to get the truth out of you. Then that's no. That's Stupid. still. Lying.
1: Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson?
0: Um. So life lesson is there is almost no behavior phone wise as suspicious as hearing notifications and not like looking acknowledging at your phone, them. not acknowledging them, like at least like pull out your phone and see who it was and put it back in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. If you did that, then the person might believe, oh, well, you know, it was not important. They put it back in your pocket. But when it keeps dinging or ringing on your, on your pocket, you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're like, is that your phone? And you're like, I guess so. Oh, uh, like, look
1: at it later. Oh, look like at like, it uh-huh. later.
0: Yeah, like that's super suspicious.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, my life lesson is for Lindsay. You know, it's not your fault that someone else is in prison, unless it really, truly is your fault.
0: So you shouldn't feel. If they're carrying weight for you, it is your fault. If they
1: went on your behalf, then yes, it's your fault. But you know, so it's just you can't feel guilty about you know living your life and you know. Doing what you need to do for you if it's not your fault this other person's in prison.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the reason, that's the cycle, right? I, yeah. I, I have a big group of friends, and if something went terribly wrong in their life, they wouldn't hold me responsible for it, mm-hmm. right? And they would, you're right, I think he would. I think he'd be like, well, you could have gotten me out of prison. You didn't. That's right. your fault now. Like, yeah. And like, I just, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. like, that's I mean, not that's the way. not to
1: say that you don't want to be there for your friends and try for your friends. But if it's at the expense of ruining your own life, like that's not your decision that that person went to prison. Yeah. It's not your actions. Well, let's hope at least.
0: Let's hope not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we shall see. well We shall I, see. This is definitely a person I would not be surprised to see go back to prison again.
1: Oh, I know. Right. Well, yeah. We'll see. Um, Okay, so uh, we will possibly be back very soon. We kind of have a couple really weird weeks because Mr. O is out. Um, So I'm going to try to find someone to co-host, but right now I don't have anyone planned. So it may be that we are a week late with the next episode and we might double up. So uh, we will be back shortly. Uh, whether it's next week or the week after and uh, yeah we'll see yeah, also yeah
0: and we'll be we'll be back we will cover the rest of the season so don't yes, think if will. there's nothing next week that we're just done with it. We are gonna do it.
1: Yes we will okay uh, all until right. then
0: okay okay all right. bye. bye.